0: that that roof was then fixed and they were coming in and there was no stains there were no drips you know it's really difficult if you're sitting during service and you're in the gathering and all of a sudden a drop of water hits your ear and you're going how many of you know I could be preaching a great message and I'm preaching and preaching and the Holy Ghost is moving and all of a sudden water hits your ear and you are no longer hearing what I'm saying you're looking up at the roof." So praise God for that and and that's part of it. So that's that's part of it. Um the insurance, the insurance on the building. How many of you have a car insurance? Anybody have car insurance? Yeah. We have insurance on the building. We have uh, we have the the vehicles, the, the vans insured and that's $7,143.79. We spent uh, on the Kingdom House this year we spent about $7,300. Um you can see exactly 60 cents or 60 Seven thousand three hundred and sixty dollars and twenty-seven cents. Audio and video. We uh, it takes a little bit to have some equipment. We've we've had projectors that we've we've gotten fixed up. Um, one of the things that we did spend some money on was was the drum cage, and that was uh, that had a, a, a fairly good expense, but um, it's going to pay dividends supplies. How many of you realize just supplies? This would include computers. This would include internet access, all the supplies. You know, I look at that and I think, man, there was a year I made $17,000 one year and I thought, man, I'm making some money now, baby. (laughs) I'm making some money now. You know, and then, but yet we spend that amount just in supplies itself. Um, Utilities. The utilities in this building is over $33,000 a year. I'm, that's good you should believe you if 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 you would look back over the past 5 years on our utility costs we are we are in there a lot everybody's utility costs are going up and ours seem to be going just like this they're, they're, we're we're really managing that so we're doing a really good job with that, and, and I appreciate that. That's turning lights off and and everything like that. The greatest, probably one of the greatest expenses, other than the seeds that we've sown in missions and benevolence you're going to see, is our building payment. This building payment is 88742 Do you know the balance on what we owe on the building? Do you have that off the top of your head? At one time, this building... His value was valued for $1,750,000. If you would like to buy this building today, write me a check for $3.5 million and you can have this building. Hello? Because how many of you know the building is a place we can get, we can meet at? But if God wants to deliver us of the debts, then praise the Lord for that. But I believe we're somewhere around $750,000 to have it paid off. Can I get some praise for the Lord in here? Because we are within a window. We set this up as a strategic plan to have it paid for within 15 years. And I think we are down to year seven and maybe entering on six more years. So we're getting real close to, to getting the building paid off for, so that's great. Let's take a look at some of the improvements, some of this money that came from. In 2012, there were some different improvements that we did. One of the improvements was was we put a playground surface in back there. We took out all the little rocks that went everywhere, and we put in a rubber Rubber playground surface. We also had painted. Michelle and some others did a wonderful job of the 5th and 6th grade classrooms. We want to update them. We want to keep them current. But they, uh, we painted uh, the 5th and 6th grade classrooms. So far this, this past year in 2012, we put new letters on the front of the building. We painted the front of the building. And, uh, and we painted the poles out there. We have a new roof. And we have new air conditioning units. Can somebody give the Lord some praise for that? Now, I did not include that in the building repair and maintenance. There was the tor- there was the, the week before the tornado. There was a hailstorm, and it hit this building. And when it hit this building, I've even got a picture of it where somebody was standing back uh, in the in the northwest corner over here and took a picture of it. There was four hundred and twenty thousand dollars spent on air conditionings and letters and the roof, and that was paid for by the insurance company. Can we give the Lord some praise for that? So it's like, whoa, baby! we up we upgraded our roof from a, a, a modified bitman roof to a TPO roof which is like it's plastic it's like what we made we if you have um um the oil field sites i guess they're putting this plastic down we did that with our hog farms and the lagoons it's welded together it's seamed It is hail resistant. My understanding of a TPO roof, that there could be a softball size hail and it would not damage or leak the roof. And we're guaranteed that if it does, they'll come back and fix it. So can we give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah on that. So we we fixed the air, there's some air conditioning units that were fixed, there were some that were replaced, uh, we've done all of that, and then also the, one of the other improvements that we had was the new drum cage. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 9, and I want us to, I'm just going to look at one one scripture here, and you can see it up here if you don't have your Bibles, or if you want to get your your phone, or iPad, or tablet, or whatever it is, and and look it up. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I look at verse 10. And, and I'll give you guys just a minute to turn there. And then I want us to be able to read this together. That's all good that we have, um, that we have money to be able to provide a facility. But what is the facility for? Is it just for us to gather on you know, Sundays and Wednesdays? And we're going to look at some other things that we were able to utilize this facility for. I, you could probably look at that and go, that my tithes and offerings that I've given has already been used up. I could see where it's already gone. But how many of you know there's still some more? Turn to your neighbor and say, there's still some more. Come on, tell your neighbor there's still some more. So it says in 2 Corinthians 9.10, it says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now let me... um. Let me kind of preface this. When I become a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, I become the righteousness of God. I am no more righteous today than the first day that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So how can we increase your harvest of righteousness? Good question, right? So a lot of times it's like, well, okay, if I do the right things, then maybe I'll be more righteous. That's really not the truth. You might think that is, and in your mind you might have a belief system. I'm not telling you not to do what's right, because there are blessings when you do what's right. There's seed time and harvest, and if you sow a good seed, you're going to get back a good harvest. Come on, somebody. If you sow a bad seed, no matter what Jesus has done for you, you're going to get back a bad harvest. Recently, um, recently I was I was meditating on that. I was thinking about that, and I thought about the harvest of righteousness. How many of you know... Jesus said that the that the that the field is ripe but the workers are few. And when somebody looks and they're not in Jesus Christ and they come into the things of God, it increases oh come on somebody the harvest. It increases the harvest. So he begins to talk about multiplying your seed and sowing and increase the harvest of righteousness. Now we believe in tithing. We have this ministry has tithed from day one, okay? Um, let, me, let me share with you a little bit about what we've done benevolence-wise. Benevolence-wise, this is one of the, one of the biggest increases. Um, next slide up there, Bobby Wood. The benevolence we spent, we, let me put this down, we invested. We invested over $28,000 in benevolence. This also includes the funds that we put in towards the tornado relief. So last year normally we've been spending on benevolence, usually around three or four thousand dollars a year. Is there an increase there? Let's give the Lord some praise for that because he's provided for that. He has provided for that. Now missions. In missions, there's 134,58456 in missions. And I began to start thinking about the missions itself what are these missions not only do we that it takes care of i want to say the 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 pastoral staff it takes care of those that do the work within this ministry that's involved in that number right there but it also takes care of um different ministries in which we sow into so i begin to start thinking about even this number here also is included those people that we've sent on mission trips That we've sown into different mission trips, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes, but that also includes, includes that. It includes our African missionaries that we support. It includes donations to High Plains Outreach Center, the Pregnancy Center, Jay Squallow, Two Rivers, Riverside Indian School. It includes the Northwest Domestic Crisis Center. It includes the Woodward Ministerial Alliance. It includes Families Helping Families. It includes Mission Native America, ICA. It includes the LWF, you know, helping the, the children and, and assisting for that. It includes that. It includes the Next Generation Power Force in which we brought them in. It, it includes those. It includes Jesus. said this. Jesus said this in Luke 19 46. He said, my house will be a house of prayer. So, when I began to start thinking about that, then then we need to be a house of prayer, and we are a house of prayer, and we'll cover some of that. But with this missions itself, it's a total of $164,000. Are you guys okay with this? I mean, this is awesome. I'm thinking, man, when they, well, wow, this is, this is really amazing. Now, you do the math. Between $191,000 and $164,000, this is where the monies were and were spent. Can I get an amen? So, a couple things that we want to talk about. What we use our house for, this building. This building is used for a lot of different things. Recently, the the Woodward Christian Academy had been in here for a year. They transitioned out. So half of the year, they were able to utilize the building. But let's take a look at a few things. We'll just go through this really quickly. The Oklahoma Blood Institute, we held four different blood drives. How many of you know, you give blood, it saves lives? Turn to your neighbor and say, you give blood, it saves lives. Tell them. Give blood, it saves life. Well, that's a biblical thing that Jesus gave His blood and saved my life. Come on, somebody. Life screening comes. We we utilize our life screening. We've caught some different things there. The Woodward Christian Academy, we got them listed. The shelter for the Red Cross was here with the tornado relief. The Red Cross, we 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 said, look, you guys need a, a weather radio giveaway, and I don't know how many hundreds of. Do you know, Sean? I'm, They gave away four or five hundred weather radios um, here at this facility that we we partnered with the Red Cross. We had a volunteer appreciation lunch where we got the volunteers that had worked really hard through the city and and even the companies that helped with the tornado relief um, for the volunteer appreciation lunch. And also Families Helping Families. We operate Families Helping Families right out of the back of this ministry. Let's take a minute and let's look at Families Helping Families. You want to? Eventually, that ministry will move out on its own. It could be this year, but it's going to be soon that that ministry is going to be self-sustaining and it's going to be moving out on its own. That's a whole nother time. Families help and families ministry. This is what you're part of. If you give anything into this offering, your tithes, your offerings, some of this is what you're part of. So, this is part of your inheritance. Okay? Families Helping Families served over 432 different families last year. Are you serious? 432. Well, there's 12,000 families or however many, I don't know how many families there are even in this area. But we have serviced 17 cities and over 6 counties. These are different cities. 17 different cities and over 6 counties we served over 301,000 meals <laughs> that's amazing we were able to give this for people to put it in their house anyways i know some of these numbers if you're like me it's just like is that is that possible this is this is fact we gave away over 362,000 pounds of food And my back sure is sore. (laughs) That is about, we actually had 10 semi-trucks in which we distributed product out of. Can somebody give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. I need a drum roll on this next one. So, um, anybody, can you kind of do that? Can I have a drum roll here? Okay. We serviced, here we are. Bobby, what is this next one? We gave away the donation of... The value, estimated value of six hundred and one thousand dollars worth of product. Woo-hoo! Woo! Yeah! Hallelujah! Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And this was an increase over last year. Because of what had happened with our community with the with the tornado, it really made a big difference with that, and we were able to distribute more product. So I just want to dance. I just want to dance. It's just I look at that. I was in a meeting with some leaders in the community, and I had a, a very specific leader, and you would know him if I said his name. And he looked at some numbers, and these numbers are less in, in 2011 when they were in 2012. And during this meeting with quite a few influential leaders in the community, he said, Eric, I am sorry. I didn't realize the impact that that food pantry is having on our community and he said will you basically will you forgive me for not realizing that and then he's come along and sown a seed into what's taking place what god's doing in the future so that's pretty cool so this is all really great and spending money on the building and missions and and impacting people's lives you are making a difference say i'm making a difference come on tell somebody you're making a difference tell me you're making a difference you're making a difference Well, Jesus said, you know, we want you to go and make disciples. So, let's look a little bit on some discipleship in 2012, what we've done. We had sent 26 kids to to Camp Victory. We sent 11 youth to Camp Victory. There were many of you that went to the Girlfriends Conference. We had a second annual Sonship Conference. We also had a Divining Relationships DVD teaching. But I began to look back, and in the beginning of January, we also had some DVD teaching where we had talked about the culture of honor. And we're in the middle of, of, of this honor month. And, and as we even wind down on this, this is not something that we do away with. It's something that, we, that, that, that resides in us. We're, we're developing that culture of honor. We also brought in Dr. David and He began to, to speak into our lives. How many of you remember Pastor Jim Holman? He said the way. I mean, I've had a lot of people talk about, man, he, he really hit it on the way. The way is hard. You don't like the way. You don't like the way things are done, you know, and he really began to hit that. Let me look at some ministry opportunities for 2012. Can we do that? We have sent prophetic teams that ministered at Church on the Rock and the Apostolic Conference. And that's an opportunity for us to be able to exercise that. How about the Woodward Healing Rooms? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. If you want to, well, I, I want to minister. Well, you've got opportunities to minister. The Woodward Healing Rooms, we've transitioned to that into the coffee shop. We'll talk just a few minutes about that. And how about the Nursing Home Ministry? Did you guys realize we have a Nursing Home Ministry? If you want to get involved in the Nursing Home Ministry, see Pastor Sean. See Pastor Sean. We go out. It's amazing. We get to pray for the people. Sean leads and I sing. I make a joyful noise <laughs> at times. And Susan has been involved in that. And Shorty and Angela have been involved in the past on that. It's a nursing home ministry. How about this? We, whether you realize and a lot of times people don't really realize. We also have a prison ministry. Do you realize that we do have a team that goes to William S. Key with Bobby and Tom? Tom, if you guys want to get involved in the prison ministry at William S. Key, see Tom. See Tom because there's a greater need. The door is beginning to open on some things. So begin to see him. Also, the Woodward Detention Center. We need people on Thursday afternoon around 3 o'clock to be able to go and speak, we get an opportunity. The doors have opened weekly for us to be able to go and speak. Jason, raise your hand. If you guys want to be involved and can do that, get with Jason. Because he goes out every, every Thursday as long as they've got the staff and we can do it. And he gets the opportunity to speak into the lives of the kids in the detention center. So I'm, I'm encouraging you to get involved. And then we've got life groups. Say life groups. There's a table back here. If you're not involved in a life group, get involved in a life group. Get connected. There are life groups that do a lot of different things. But here's the greatest dynamic that I've seen of the life groups. When they've gotten together, I've seen them praying for each other. I've seen them lifting each other up. You know, and, and, and even with Celebrate Recovery and, and that being a life group, I've seen just some major impact there. Let's look at some other ministry opportunities in, in 2012 in Riverside, we were able to send teams down to Riverside, and we distributed, we sponsored over 52 girls with a Christmas gift. Can we give the Lord some praise? I have got some letters, and I just want to share a couple with you. They really come back, and they they write some letters. Listen to this. I just wanted to say thank you for the time that you all came to visit us and gave us gifts that we wanted on our wish list. I was happy what I wanted, and I just want to say thanks. I hope you all take care, and I will miss you when I graduate this year. I am glad that I met you all, and I'm really going to miss you. Thank you again. That's the girl from our dorm, amen? Let me read you one more. I am very thankful for the gift I got. I appreciate that I got, excuse me, I got I got. it no matter how small it is, and it's very thoughtful because some other places and other people might not get anything. But I did, and I'm thankful for what I got. I enjoyed all of the programs, and I was happy to see a lot of all of you. Bless you, and she says, and have a Merry Christmas. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Sometimes I think we lose sight of it. And every time, it's always amazing to me. Every time we go through this every year of the things that were done. I mentioned a little bit about Luke 1946. And Jesus talked about this house bringing a house of prayer. So let's get down to the main thing is the main thing. Prayer. First of all. Prayer is not easy. It's communicating with God. It's easier not to pray. <laughs> there was a song that I love that it says, I pray, I pray, I pray just to make it through the day. Pray continues the communication with God. It, prayer is more than just getting on your knees and, and getting in a position or posture of honor and respect to the Father and praying. I pray throughout the day. I pray when I hear a siren go off. I pray when I hear about needs that other people have. So we have weekly prayer at OAPN. Um, Go ahead, Bobby. Let's let's go through. Oops, did I miss that? Let's go back. I missed some things. I don't want to miss some things. Thank you. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I got ahead. I'm like that racehorse. We sponsored 52 girls at Riverside. Say praise the Lord. One of the things, and I didn't want to miss this because this was huge. We had the actual the power force, remember the next generation power force we had had them come in in two thousand and eleven in two thousand and twelve we had them come back and do school assemblies. Did you realize that they held four school assemblies and they ministered to over twelve hundred kids? God set that up. God set that up. And then, that, then, then they were invited back that night. It was a Monday night back to the high school. And do you know the attendance was over 800? Did you know that over 200 people gave their life to the Lord? Come on, somebody ought to be shouting in this place today. Hallelujah. There was like we had like 200, I believe it was 221 that actually filled out a commitment card. And that was, that was an outreach. And that, and that was, it was, it was just amazing. Now here's here's another here's another thing that you were that you were part of, is the back to school bash. The back to school bash started, and we gave away 30 backpacks. Then we gave the next year we gave away 60. Then another year we gave away 120. And then we thought we might give away 240. And I can't remember it was like 400 and something. Last year we gave away 500 backpacks, complete with school supplies for the kids. Turn to your neighbor and say, you must, you, you, you must be getting tired by now. Come on. You must be getting tired by now with all the stuff that you've done that you've been been part of. Now, let's get back to prayer. We ready to go to prayer, Bobby? Thank you for not letting me skip over those because those are important things. That's, that's part of the legacy. Uh, we had, we had um, gosh, am I really jumping the gun, aren't I? Let's go back to ministry opportunities. How many of you know mission trips? We sent people on missions trips. We sent Bobby to Brazil. Praise the Lord for that. We sent Zacatecas, Mexico. We sent Kevin Lee to Mexico. We sent Danny Desort, Danny Desort, to Argentina. Amen. We helped send her. This isn't something. Those was just part of we sowed seeds for. And then also Susan Davis and her daughter Erica went to India, and we sowed into those mission trips excuse me, Eric, sorry about that, y'all have some grace on my typos, (laughs) awesome job, we also, what you didn't realize, there's a couple times we did some outreaches. On Wednesday night, we, the kids got involved in some outreaches and went out and distributed food and offered prayer for different people just at their homes. Also, on a Saturday, we went and we distributed food. We took a, we took a flatbed trailer and some, and some product, and we just went out and just blessed people. We called it the the, flu, the flu, flu pack, where we just gave them Kleenex and tissue and some other stuff to really help them through a... A flu season. And we had opportunities where people just, we just gave. And I know one case where Jason was distributing something to somebody and they just gave him money. They were like, here, let me give you a donation. And And it was just totally, it's just totally amazing. That's what you're part of. Now, other ministry opportunities, we, we had the men's ski trip. The youth went to Foss Lake. We had, we opened up our house and we had pool parties at our house. We had the kids come and have some, did I misspell something else? How about kids lock-in? We had the kids that we had and had a lock-in. How about the ladies' Christmas banquet? Hey, I'm looking at it. It's misspelled on my paper, too. So, um, the children's Christmas program. How about we had, we had participated in the live nativity at Crystal Beach. Somebody got to give the Lord some praise anyway. Even though I, I misspelled it, it's kind of like Agape. Um the weekly prayer here we go that 's what I want to get to now. I want to get to prayer, yes, yes, Jesus said my house was going to be out built on a house of prayer. O-A-P-N on Wednesdays, we've got prayer from 12 to 2. If you can join us, join us. We're praying and we're seeing some results of some things happen. We participated in the National Day of Prayer. I'm the coordinator for the Woodward County National Day of Prayer. We had prayer at the conference center where we invited leaders to pray for them. Then we had prayer at the, at the courthouse um, from 12 to 1. We'll be doing the same thing this year for the National Day of Prayer. Did you guys know that we have intercessory prayer on Monday nights? If you want to be involved, if you're a prayer warrior, if you're saying, man, I love to pray, you need to see Debbie. Debbie, raise your hand back there. Debbie gets together with others, and they pray every Monday night. At what time is it? About 7 o'clock, 6.30 to 7 o'clock. And so, see her and get involved in that. Get the opportunity to pray for this ministry. Get the opportunity to pray for others. Um, see you at the poll. There was prayer there. The Life Change Sunday, we participated in that. The Healing Rooms on Monday nights. If you uh, That's about prayer, which is shifted now to the coffee shop. So we want you to be able to get involved in that. And, and Lynn, Lynn's not here today, but you need to be able to see Lynn about that or, or Linda posting about the coffee shop. You have opportunity. There was two people that gave their life to the Lord through the coffee shop this past week. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. We have prayer at city commission meetings. We are blessed in this community to be able to open up our city commission meetings in prayer. And that is something that there's been meetings that I've been involved in and have gone to. And and people have heard about that and said, wow, we don't get the opportunity to do that. The other thing we were able to do is um, I was invited to be a Senate chaplain again And uh, I'm invited again this year to be a Senate chaplain. So I'm excited about even being able to open the Senate in prayer. Isn't that big? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. We are thankful for that, Father. We are thankful very much for that. One of the things that I wanted to share with you was probably uh, this year, this past year in 2012, was really about aligning. Next slide there, Bobby. Pastor Sean's ordination, let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen? As we began to align some things in the spiritual realm, and, and Pastor Sean uh, came, and, and we've just, we're just aligning things. You, you act as a pastor before you even ordained as a pastor, so, you know, we just, we're excited about the aligning for that. Somebody say the kingdom of heaven is advancing. So we if we include the outreach, there's 231 decisions for Christ, six baby dedications, and twenty-two water baptism. Somebody needs to give the Lord a mighty big shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Next slide is we just want to say thank you. Tell somebody thank you. Because you're making a difference. Tell somebody you're making a difference. You're making a difference. The biggest way that we can do is to to show you that you're making a difference is the video that we've got prepared for you. We want you to begin to look at this. This really begins to explain and show exactly in such a better way. We've got a video that we're going to post this on YouTube and the Internet and and on our website, and we're going to send it to you guys, and you guys send it to others. This really will really share exactly what we've done for this past year.
1: Don't have love, I waste my breath with every song I bring. An empty voice, a hollow noise. If I speak with a silver tongue, convince a crowd, but don't have love, I leave a bitter taste with every word I say. So let my life be the don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything as plain as day, and if I have faith to say to a mountain, jump and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give all I own to the poor or even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So, no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, No matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Proof of you
0: coming to a place where we're saying thank you. Some other information that I just want to share with you real quick before we get into the Bountiful Offering and what it is and where it came from. Through the tornado relief efforts throughout the community, we were able to give away thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, thousands of dollars worth of food, baby supplies, diapers. I mean, I could go on, clothes, clothes. the ministry of furniture, yeah, it was—it was almost like it—it it was a whirlwind for us. But it was a way that I watched this community come together that I've not ever seen before. Um, there's going to be something coming up pretty soon for the uh, for the one-year mark of of the tornado. But it's going to be some type of worship. We want to—we're going to we're gonna be getting some information to you. Would like for you to help participate in that. We were able to give away um, three different vehicles. We gave away gift cards for people. We gave away furniture, chest of drawers. We helped to pay electric bills, utility bills. How many of you know when some people were displaced they couldn 't work? Um, we were able to give away clothes. We gave away food. We had truckloads coming in. We were able to 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 fix vehicles. We had automobiles that were Windshields were broken, and they couldn't operate it. And flat tires, and I mean, you name it. We were able to get the opportunity to be able to do that. And I just want to thank you so much for everybody that was involved in that. And that was just about all of us. And if you're part of Living Word Fellowship and this family, whether you physically were able to come down and do something, we were able to do a lot of monetary things. And that's really what today's offering is about. The bountiful offering today is is. It came from about 10 years ago when we were 12 years ago when we first 14 years ago. Wow. When we were first installed, there was two different offerings that were taken each year. And it was one around Thanksgiving time and one around um, Resurrection Sunday around Easter time. And and I began to just cry out to the Lord and say, why are we doing what we're doing? Because I don't want to do anything without biblical principle on it itself. And we began to look at Second Corinthians. And, and I've shared with so many people recently about this scripture. And Paul had gone to the church and he said, you know, arrange a gift. It's called a previously in the New American Standard. It's, it, it says a previously arranged bountiful offering. So it was like, get it ready ahead of time. We're going to come through. And I heard you guys are going to give. And some other churches are saying you guys are going to give. So, when we get there, we want to make sure that you guys have an offering. And, and Paul was like, you know, just don't embarrass me. You know, really, when you begin to look at it, he says, so I'm going to send some, make sure that they get it together. And he goes on and he talks about it being a, 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 a cheerful giver. You know, we all like cheerful giving, but it was associated with this offering. So, I said, Lord, we're going to, we're going to do a bountiful offering. And a lot of times, people don't know or don't understand where their bountiful offering goes. Can you believe of what was done last year? I am just in awe of it. And I just praise the Lord for what was done last year. And, and for us to be able to have the finances. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Let's give Him a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've never met a missionary. I've never met a church. I've never met a, a ministry that says, what do you need? And they say, nothing. I've got it all provided for. God in His Word made it to where our nation can be a different nation if everybody would get a hold of tithes and offerings. We would never have a need. I want to be able to, when people come in, to help disciple and help them, to be able to help them not only physically, mentally, and emotionally, but financially. You know, there's been times where we've ministered to somebody, and you know, you need Jesus, you need Jesus, you need Jesus. Pastor, I need a job! I need a job, and then what about jesus where 's Jesus at in my job you know and and it 's like okay well then 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 let 's pray and believe you get a job, and then they get a job, and then guess what then you need jesus uh Come on, the disciples were sent out, and they were sent out two by two, and they, and they went into the homes, and they said, peace, shalom, be to this house, and they said, meet the needs, heal the sick. Oh, come on, and this is what he said. We got it backwards sometimes. We tell them they need Jesus first without healing the sick and meeting the needs, and he said, you go, and you heal the sick and meet the needs and do all these things, and then tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. A lot of times we got it backwards and we say, you need Jesus, you need the kingdom of heaven. You need the kingdom of heaven. And they're like, I got some needs in my life that need to be met. And when I was in a, I was in a, I call it a reverse auction. We were, God, God positioned us at a place where right after the the tornado had come through. There was a meeting of of leaders in the community, and there was like over a hundred and some of us that went in and said, what are the needs need to be? And they said, let's meet again, you know, in a week from now. And they came and they brought needs. And I, if I boast, I boast unto the Lord, but we were able, you guys helped us get positioned to the place that they came in and they said, here's a need that we have. We need an automobile. Can anybody donate an automobile? And I looked around, and there was about 45 of us in there. And I looked around, and, and, and either, I didn't know they were going to do that at this meeting. I didn't know this is they were bringing the needs and saying, let's meet this need right now. And I looked around, and nobody else raised their hand. And I said, I can do an automobile. And they said, okay, you get with the, the caseworker, you take care of that automobile. He said, we need five gift cards for Walmart for $200 for these families. And I looked around, and nobody else raised their hand, and I said, I can do that. And they said, okay, put him down. You get with the caseworker on that. You're going to take care of those families. I've got some notes here on my phone, and that's what I'm, what I'm looking at. Then they said, we've got another family that needs two drawer chested drawers. They were, they were destroyed. They, they've repositioned in a the home. They don't have any chest of drawers. That's all they need is a place to put... And I looked around, and nobody raised their hand, and I said, I could do that. I mean, Jeremy, it was the coolest thing I'd ever been. Everybody at an auction, hey, I'm going to buy that. Hey, I'm going to buy that. Hey, I'm going to buy that. I mean, it was like, hey, I want to give that away. 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 And the guy that was actually holding the meeting, he said, look, we've got a car seat, that a baby they need to eat. Can anybody else do anything besides Living Word Fellowship and Eric Cox? He said that in that meeting. And I was like, wow. And they said, look, we got another vehicle to get away. I said, I can do that. But I waited. I waited till everybody else was done. Nobody raised their hand. And I was like, I can do that. And I'm, both, I'm, not, I'm just saying this, because of you, I'm just saying, because we were in a position where all of a sudden God used us, and we were there, and I was at the right place at the right time doing the right thing, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is what's taking place, and I just, I was raising my hand. My, I was late to my next meeting. I, I was on the way home, and I was telling Shelly, this is the greatest meeting I've ever been to in my life. I think I must have spent $10,000 in that meeting. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. You know, and it wasn't something for me. It was something for somebody else. And they went on, and we, they had automobiles, and they were like, okay, who can fix these two automobiles? And he'd look around, and then I'd go, I'm serious. And then I stepped out of the room because I was making another phone call on another vehicle because I had somebody else, and it said, look, I got this vehicle. I think I can donate this vehicle. So I'm out of the room, and that's when they gave away the baby seat. I missed out on that one. You know, I came back in. I go, what was it? What was it? And they were like, sit down. (laughs) Here's what happened. Here's what happened. The very next meeting, guess who came on board? All the other organizations, and maybe it was because of the church structures that they had to go back and ask the boards and all this other stuff about whether they can spend this money. But all of a sudden, the next meeting when they said, who can do this, they were saying, I can do that. And they were saying, I can do that. And I was like, this is cool. This is cool. So I would actually walk out of the meeting and didn't spend anything. You know? So we still had it, but it was all right because we still had it to spend other things for other people on. So I woke up one morning. Oh, gosh, are you guys okay? You guys all right? I woke up one morning, and I I called Jerry and and Mark, and I had a farm truck, my white Yukon. And I know the Lord said, I want you to donate that. Donate that vehicle. I was like, that's my vehicle. I remember driving Grandma's car around and stuff at times. And and I I was like, okay. And I contacted them. I contacted my brother-in-law. And the bank held a lien on a vehicle. Alright, it's just the way it was, it's collateral for the farm. And and my brother in law, he said, if you can get the bank to release it, that'll be great. Give it away. He said, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So I sent an email over to my banker, told him what I wanted to do, got an email back, and he said, Give it away. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what I'm here to tell you is this is through the bountiful offering god can open up ways that you would never ever think last year we did a bountiful offering and the very day after somebody gave into the bountiful offering they contacted me and said i had an insurance bill an insurance bill that was $346 that the insurance company called up and said you no longer owe this anymore the debt has been demolished hallelujah can I give you, I could, I could go around and look at some people in this, in this here that are here today that have got a hold of it. There's been cases where people have had crops that, that should have yielded 20 bushel an acre and yielded 30 or 40 bushel an acre. Because they specifically said, I'm going to sow a seed and it's going to be designed for this increase. Can I get an amen on that? I, I, I know of cases where husbands, wives have been believing a husband for a new job And they've gotten it—not only a job, but the salary has been doubled. I wrote uh, down—I wrote down checks in the mail. People are all of a sudden getting a rebate check for something that they didn't even realize it was rebates. Inheritances—people are all of a sudden finding an inheritance, or somebody's contacted them that there has been an inheritance, and this money has been released. And they said Uncle Bob was broke, and they didn't know Uncle Bob had any money. And then all of a sudden, monies had come to them. There has been settlements. There have been court cases that when people have sown a seed in the bountiful. Offering that the court case has been settled and it was something they thought there was no way it's ever going to be settled. There is no way that this doesn't even look like it's going to happen that been that had been done. There have been gifts. people have talked about some deals. People have talked about I, I went to a place and somebody gave me what I was looking for. Can I get an amen? There are different things that have happened throughout this. We, we, I just heard recently heard a testimony there are strategic times of giving, and' it's, it's not the amount that you give. It's the heart and connecting with that that makes a difference. So if you've come here today and you've already got your Bountiful offering together, if you haven't, we, we passed out those green, those green envelopes. So this is a time we're going to come to give. So I want you to get it together. I want you to, to grab this envelope if you've got one. Now, I've got somebody's envelope in there. Here's how it kind of started. We began to say, give what you can give that day. People gave cash, people gave checks, I had people give jewelry, and I mean, I've got a whole bag of stuff that, that people have given, rings and jewelry and all sorts of stuff into this offering. And then we had one lady that was a single mom, and she said, I want to be able to give, but I can't give you $100 today, but I can give you $5 a week. And so we put in a, a deal, Shelly made a deal where, where you could, you could say, I'm making a commitment today and I'm giving X amount of dollars. And they can fulfill that. We had people say, look, I want to give $500. I want to give $5,000. I had one lady call me in my office, call me up and come in and lay $5,000 cash on my desk. And I wept. Because she saw the investment of a lifetime. She saw souls that were being saved. She saw lives that were being changed. And this was up and above what she had, come on, she didn't go and mortgage your home just to do this. This was money that was just there that she said, you know what? I'm going to make an investment of a lifetime. And that's what we're saying. So we've seen different things begin to change. So we put together a deal where if you have an opportunity, and you might say, look, I came today and I only got $50 on me, but I want to be able to give $500, and I want to make a commitment. Fill that out and give that. Fill that out and give that. See, it's the Spirit of God that's going to do it. I am not going to get up here and tell you that we're $5,000 short this week. I'm not going to try to motivate you or move you by some false thing. on And play on your emotions. Because it's really about being a cheerful giver. If you can't give and you can't be cheerful about it, listen, keep it in your pocket. God will move on somebody else's heart and they'll take care of that. Amen? If you've got a breakthrough and you're believing God for a breakthrough today, I don't know what's going on in your life, but maybe you've come up against a mountain. Uh, recently, there was a strategic time of giving, and and, and, and the person said, we want to give into this. This is a strategic time, and this is the same strategic time in the Spirit. And they said, what do you got in your, in, in your pocketbook or whatever? And she came up with $2, and it broke something open. I'm telling you, that God will take something today, and He will bring a breakthrough. Doors are fixing to open. There's going to be some things that you're going to say, only God is the one that could do that. In that meeting that I was in, and I was raising my hand, and, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. We're, we're able to give away this, and we're giving away that, and we're meeting the need here, and we're meeting the need there. I don't want to turn anybody away. And there's times where we've had to sit down and make a decision based on finances. I don't want to make a decision based on finances. I don't want to say, well, wait a minute, we only got $100, so let's give this person 25 and that person 75 I don't want to come to that place. I want to be able to look at the need and be able to pray for that person and be led by the Spirit and say we can meet all the needs or part of the needs and it not be based on dividing it up and trying to be fair and equitable. This offering makes that difference. This offering has broken things open. This offering has brought us to a place where we're able to say, let's do it. I'm going to use Richard for an example. and We need training on this. And there were times, forgive me, where we just looked at the finances and said, we don't have the money to do it. And we came to the place where it said, it doesn't matter if we don't have the money. We're going to find the money. God's going to provide the money. we got to get to the next level. we got to bring people into an experience in the presence of God and create an atmosphere and environment for Him. And that's what it's about. God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. So I'm not looking at you as individuals. Oh, what do you want from me, Pastor? What do you want from me? I'll tell you what I want from you. I want you to pray. And if God says this amount, then you give that amount. That's all I want is to be obedient. If he says that amount, then give that amount. Because he's going to tell some of you a dollar. He's going to tell some of you $2. He's going to tell some of you $2,000. He he might even tell somebody $20,000. I don't know, but just be obedient to that. The woman that came, Jesus was up there. We bring our offerings up here. Did you know that? A little bit different than other churches. They want to pass. Do you know why? I'm stepping on some holy ground here. Because if they pass that by in front of you, statistics show that you will feel guilty and you'll give into that offering. That's the truth. Is that what goes on behind Is it not a true pastor? They say if they pass it by in front of you, you'll feel guilty to give. I don't want you to give out of guilt and condemnation. I want to give biblical. You know how they gave biblically? Jesus sat up front with his disciples, and they brought it forward. How do I know that? Because Jesus talks about it, and his disciples said, look at that woman. She's given the widow's might. And Jesus says, she's given more than that guy over there that's given $10,000. Why? Because she's given that out of everything she has, and he's just given that out of his abundance. They weren't sitting in a pew waiting for it to go by. They brought the offering to the front, and that's why we bring the offerings to the front. I don't want to try to manipulate you. I'm not going to manipulate you. You either give out of love, or you just don't give. You keep it. That's fine. And I'll pray for you for a breakthrough to be in your life, but there are things connected to a seed. There's You have a need, sow a seed. There's been times I can give a testimony in this ministry here that we've gotten to the place where it's like, oh my God, we don't have enough to do this. We're in the red. And I've said, take this, and we're going to sow this seed into this ministry or that ministry or whatever it might be. And God would begin to break open it, and all of a sudden we would receive a check in the mail. Come on, somebody. Or Or somebody would come in like that lady and lay that money down on the desk. I have never, I have never, been so impacted by somebody coming in and saying, look, I believe so much in the kingdom of God and what's taking place that we're going to sow this seed. I'm saying that to you. Pastor, I've never heard a preacher much tell me not to give. I'm telling you it has to be right. The motives have to be right. If you give even with the wrong motive, guess what we're going to do? We're going to pray over it, God's going to redeem it, and He's going to bless it, and He's going to multiply it. That's it. Well, this is money I I, I want it at the casino. I don't care. Give it. We'll pray over it. We'll bless it. Come on, somebody. Well, this is money that somebody stole, and I stole it back from them because they, they, they shouldn't have stole it. So I stole it back. We'll give it. I, but however you got it, I don't, I'm not concerned about that. I want you to have righteous values. I want you to have righteous morals. I want to be able to do the right thing at the right time so God can begin to release a blessing upon us. I've said enough. These are some things that God wants you to give. So let's, let's do, do me this favor. Have you got your ready to go? If you've got this ready to go, if you've got something that you can give today, if it's a quarter, if it's a nickel, a dime, or something, you came today and you weren't prepared, put something in that envelope. Give something to the kids around you to put in that envelope. And I'm going to declare some things over your, over your life today. There was, I, was, I was just kind of wondering what to do this morning. And I thought about, well, we'll bring you up and we'll pray for you individually. But you know what? I believe that as we speak, things happen. So I want you to say this after me. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I declare your word over my finances and the church finances. And as I do this, I say it with my mouth and I believe with my heart, your word. Will not return to you void. But it will do. What you purposed it to do. My needs are met. I said all my needs are met. I have faith. In your word. And I declare. All the church needs are met. To further your cause. I have given. And you give it back to me. My needs are met. I declare your kingdom is advancing. Therefore, Father, I give today freely to advance your kingdom, to make a difference. My gift today is given to the church. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, as I give today. You'll give back to me. And I'll be able to give again. I sow bountifully. Therefore, I reap bountifully. You have delivered us out of darkness. And into the marvelous light. to the kingdom of your son Jesus. You have brought us here today. Therefore, today, I take my place. As a son or daughter of God, as a child of God, God, to release your kingdom everywhere I go. Father, I declare, declare you've helped me in times of trouble. trouble. You are more than enough. Come on, say it again. You are more than enough. Say it again. You are more than enough. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. I see angels beginning to move now in the spiritual realm to bring to pass everything that God is bringing forth out of his word today. Say this, you are able. You will help me make all grace, every favor, and every earthly blessing come to me and this church in abundance. I declare increase. Father... You are funding and furnishing an abundance in my life for every good work. So today, I bring my offering to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shouts and rejoices to the Lord. Amen. Come on, let's let's bring your offering. Let's just hold the video, Bobby, and let's have the worship team play. We're going to have you guys play. Come on, bring your offering to the Lord this morning.
2: The ministry doesn't, it? but did you know what all you were doing? I, I continually, I've been here a long time <laughs> since '89. I don't know how long that is, but every year it's bigger and it's more. And I'm just, I, I just continue to be amazed at what God does. It, it's just, um, you know, we're not a, a body of a thousand believers yet. <laughs> And yet look at what the accomplishment that God takes our hearts giving and love and multiplies it out to this community. So um, we're here to pray for you. If, if anybody needs prayer, please uh, come. Let Some of my ministry teams come up. And I just want to pray a blessing over you. Father, I just bless these people. I bless the work of their hands. I bless the accomplishments that comes from the faith that they have in you. I bless them, God, to go in and go out. I bless them to mature in the things of God. I I say the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And I speak that shalom peace, the peace that only God can give. Money cannot buy it, but God gives it freely. And I release that to you. I say, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed.